we've had to become innovative because it's, it's forced innovation. You know, we, we're trying to keep the doors open and keep the lights on. The Modern Eater has traveled the roads of Colorado for years, bringing you the stories of the men and women who produce and serve our food. Happy people make happy food that make happy customers. From the peach trees in Palisade to the chili farms in Pueblo, the Modern Eater plows through the Rockies to expose the rising costs of food production and the ripple effect of inflation. Supply chain issues, labor shortages, and dwindling profit margins are plaguing small businesses everywhere. Three weeks and 1,500 miles on the road, you get inside access to what Coloradans are doing to stay afloat in order to deliver healthy food and tasty beverages to you and your family. This is the fifth annual The Modern Eater Road Trip. Buckle up, let's go. Wow, this is awesome. Okay, here we go, the Modern Eater Show. We continue, here we are in Palisade, Colorado on an Independence Day, and this is a good one. Fidel's is the restaurant we're at right now, and this is a pleasure. I got my sidekick with me, Chef James Doxon. How good we to doing? See you. Love it. And Jody and Jeff, good to meet you guys. Meet you guys. How go. are you? Doing Fantastic. great. Fantastic. All right, now I really love to talk business, and I understand you two are doing great business here <laughs> in Palisade, Colorado, and you have two cool businesses. First of all, Spoken Vine. Yeah. Spoken Vine is what? It's a motel. Let me be very clear about that. It is a boutique motel, not a hotel. Yeah, very love different. it. Yeah. And so with that motel, you've got a lot of the people coming into town vibe going on, right? Yeah, we opened about a little over three years ago. And we, we mainly see people from Denver and Salt Lake. Um, that's the majority of the crew mm -hmm. that's showing up there. and Occasionally we get some one-nighters passing through, yeah. you know, traveling, moving, whatever, which and, is great. And it's a small little place, so we get to talk to our guests, and a lot of our guests have actually become like great friends. So when they come into town again, we actually go out and hang out with them. That is awesome. We attract really cool people. Um, through the years that we've traveled through Palisade, and this is the first opportunity that we've been able to catch up, mm -hmm. but just a cool following, really, that you guys have gained with the Spoken Vine Motel. Yeah. And coming through there and cultivating that and meeting the people of the community and what better way to do that yeah. were other business opportunities. And here we sit yeah. at Fidel's, right? Yeah. Uh, talk about Fidel's for a <laughs> moment, if you would. So Fidel's, we opened three months ago. <laughs> and last year, actually, we had an opportunity that we heard that the Palisade Cafe was closing. And if they didn't find a buyer in three weeks, they were going to close. And we were heading right to our summer season. And Palisade is small, we don't really have many options, so we thought we, we, gotta, we gotta come in and keep it's this restaurant involved. rolling. So we did, and it, it, was a, it was a good opportunity because we got to speak to the guests. Where, where are they coming from? What are they looking for? We were the 12th owners of the Palisade Cafe. And over the years, every owner did something a little different, and by the time we took it over, it was just a little disjointed. So we thought, 
do we just fix and make Palisade Cafe what we want it to be, or do we totally shut down and reimagine and rebrand and open up under a new concept? And clearly that second option was the way we thought was yeah. best for Palisade. Yeah, and I think the most important part about what to know about Fidel's is that Fidel's are uh, foster fail dog. We get that a lot. So people are like, why Fidel's? We're like, well, it's our dog. We, we got him as a little puppy. He was super cute. We didn't plan on keeping him. And then we fell in love. So foster fail, he came with the name Fidel. Yeah. And when we started thinking about the concept of the restaurant, we're like, what are we going to name the place? Mm -hmm. One of our friends is like, Fidel's. We're like, yes. So once again, it kind of hit, and here yeah. we are. I love <laughs> so it. I always like to explain that because I people met, are like Fidel's. I met Fidel yesterday in your truck. Yeah. We were bouncing around. We were at the Palisade oh, nice. Growers Guild. <laughs> oh, cool. Um, so uh, this is where I love the conversation because it turns into that business conversation. I wanted James Doxson to uh, join us as well as he's the culinary director for Vibe Concepts. He's got 11 restaurants under his belt and growing. There's a lot of um, food costing that goes on and, and, and basically one of the most organized guys that I know. Um, I appreciate and, and Truly, and you, you really have to have those skill sets in business. So very interesting thing. You guys were in lodging and hospitality. Mm -hmm. what, what made you do the transition into food service? Have you guys had food service experience in your past? Yes. Yeah. So I moved to Colorado from New York um, in 2001, and I moved to Seaboat Springs. And for probably about 10 years, I worked in food service. I worked everywhere from a fast turn and burn kind of breakfast place to a high-end restaurant up in Steamboat and everywhere in between. Wow. Um, and then I vowed to never go back to the restaurant business. And <laughs> here, here I am. am. And then I went into property management. And Jeff, on the flip side, he worked in property management and in Steamboat Springs. And then most recently was a manager of a <coughs> really great tacos and tequila restaurant called Salt and Lime in Steamboat. Mm. He was a GM up there. Sweet. So yeah, I mean, so it wasn't that far. Once I got out of that, I was like, we're never going to get in a restaurant again. Here we go. <laughs> well, we I, both wonder, said it. I always <laughs> wonder that because I, I look at a lot of restaurant owners, and it's a labor of love. I mean, let's face it, and you you get to embrace your community though. But it's like a kidney transplant. Either you're going to take or you're not. Right. And if the community says no dice, then no dice. Yeah. It's going gonna, it's gonna to get rebranded. And that's where the conversation gets really good as the modern eater. We're on the fourth day of our 17-day road trip where we tour Colorado. And we talk, we take the pulse, take the temperature of Colorado. Mm -hmm. Business owners from farms, ranches, breweries, distilleries, winemakers. I mean, you go down the list to the end guys, which are chefs and business owners, right? The rising cost of food production right now, it's a real thing. Um, the, things are skyrocketing. But it's, it's weird on, you, on your sheet because some things are going up, some things are staying the same. But one thing that does remain consistent is your relationships and how your relationships of where you're getting products, who, who from. It's just to be able to have that agility and, and that nimbleness with your buying dollars. Talk a little bit about how you manage that and then we'll get into the conversation here about Palisade and Fidel's and how that's working out. James? Well, so at the end of the day, relationships are our biggest asset, right? So uh, we, for example, have relationships with all of our vendors. We like to keep those uh, good and well, uh, whether it's, uh, you know, Cisco, Seattle Fish, Aspen Baking, Spice Guy. Mm -hmm. um, we have relationships with all of them. Uh, and of course, the better our relationship is, the easier they want to work with us um, and make things happen. So there's always a conversation around cost, right? Um, and and that's, you know, they need to make their costs and we need to make ours. So it is that balance and that relationship. They don't work for us 
you know, we it's a, it's and we don't work for them. It's a relationship. This right. is a partnership. And really the bottom line is we need to in order to drive costs down, we need to work together on both ends of the spectrum uh to achieve that goal, right. you know. Yeah. So it drivers um, you know, having a shortage of labor force um, like drivers with distribution like Cisco or, or Shamrock or U.S. Foods or whoever, you know, you're using um, us being ambassadors to help them figure that out, um, giving uh, our opinions or solutions um, to people like the regional directors or president of, of that organization that they might not hear that point of view always from the end consumer themselves they hear it from their reps their employees um you know who work with us but it's better from your mouth the owner the the end consumer um and so just constantly having that conversation Mm -hmm. you've talked before james about um you know we've always in kitchens and restaurants have looked how to utilize everything how to how to pinch those pennies we've always been doing that so it's like the rest of the industry has been trying to catch up with that mindset and i think because your face you're the you're the first front you're you're on that 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 line of the consumer you're 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 meeting with them on a daily basis so you're hearing that but post-covid which i like to say post-covid um you you saw the jockeying for position of okay do we uh, do we shrink to profit do we try and eliminate this job do we take less money for ourselves do we cut corners with the quality of our products um, that we source and bring into the kitchen where are do we put fees that are hidden on your receipt that you really can't find there's so many things but i think now we're turning to innovations and streamlining and other revenue sources so i just want to kick it to you guys because there is a thing that says, hey, there's an $8 taco on the menu. Can I go to Fidel's? Can I do that? And I think it's a great conversation to start, but address that with what you guys are doing yeah. here in a small town in Palisade. That was a lot, I know. Yeah, I know. But I just I mean, want so to many things to comment on. you guys up. And we agree with all of it. Do it. It's amazing. So what we were finding is post-COVID, a lot of places that we were visiting, whether they were restaurants or lodging or, or what, they're like, oh, we don't do that anymore, COVID oh, we're still charging the same, but you get less service. We'll charge you the same, you're gonna get a pre-batch cocktail. Counter service, but you're still gonna tip. You know, that kind of thing. And I, and I kind of call that, the term out there is skimp inflation. And what I, like I that. And what I think is, what we wanted to do was to continue to have an experience, whether it was the motel or the restaurant, we didn't want to skimp out on things and we do think there are people out there that are still looking for a a wonderful meal qualities there the services there the aviance is there right. we wanted to provide that for it with that though there comes a price but we didn't want to skimp on any one of those three elements just to get the price lower so we you know we're doing our best with food costing we're you know, we had things that we thought were going to be on the menu, but you can't get it anymore because of the supply chain issue. So we, we try to, our menu is pretty small in order to not run out of things and just know that if it's on the menu, we have it. And cross-utilize to save money, pinch and pennies yes, as usual. Yes. That's right. I mean, what I heard right there is let's simplify and do it very well. Right. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. Chef Eugene Brown, 
There he is. Come on over here, my Speaking friend. Speaking of doing it well. Good morning, good morning, good morning. Buddy. Uh, good evening. Oh, yeah. Good morning. When you hear it six, it doesn't matter. It all right? runs in. Hand yeah. Chef a, a microphone, if you would. Oh, and I'll, cool. Yeah. There we go. For a second. We're having a good conversation. You came at the right time because yeah. we're now switching gears into food, quality, simple, and doing things good. You're going to want to hold that microphone right in the middle there. Yeah, and then just. Go. Would you yeah. like me to hold it for you? No. Not that, <laughs> just, Not that old. Just have the conversation. Uh, first of all, pleasure to meet you, sir. It's a pleasure. It's, it's a, truly a pleasure. You're chefing around, huh? That's, a, that's what we do. That's what I do. I love that. So here, here's where it's just great timing, where passionate people in the right positions, it's the right person, right seat, execute the menu. First of all, do you like what you're cooking? I love what I cook. Yeah, cool. What's your background? Uh, I'm French trained. Uh, I didn't go to school. I was self-taught and I worked in New York under some amazing chefs. Uh, and uh, I just, I show up and, and grow up. It's as simple as that and stay teachable. That's, that's very important. I love it. Love that. I love that. You know? And it seems to me, I mean, first of all, two great people here that are, uh, that own Fidel's and to allow you to have that kind of creative wiggle room to grow and then also give feedback because feedback is yeah. important, yeah, right? Yeah. And we have yeah. the same uh, mentality. We have to get, never stop growing. We yep. learn from each other. Yes. I think that, and, and one of the things that we were talking about before was just kind of how you manage the business end of this. That d Doing the execution and that type of stuff, that, that needs to be system oriented. This is Chef James yeah. Doxon as well. So you guys, it's nice yeah. to meet you. Yeah, two, two chefs. Yeah. Well, I think it always, at, always. at the end of the day, uh, numbers don't lie, and uh, we you have to have a system in place, and also have a redundancy, <laughs> in sure. according with that. Absolutely. You know, because this business fluctuates, and whatever plan that you have in place, the yeah. the the masses will let you know. Absolutely. <laughs> you know? Absolutely. Sure. And there's one thing to to build that, and then to say, man. Chef Brown, we need to trust you to make sure that you're utilizing, cross-utilizing these ingredients and there isn't any waste in the kitchen and that the labor is good, that kind of thing. So being able to do that, that's, that's uber helpful, right? Yeah. Yes. Huge. It's huge. Yeah. You have to be able to have a plan in place. Uh, you can have a plan and <laughs> have the perfect schedule. Uh, you have the first, you know. That's a kitchen though. That's kitchen life though, isn't it? Expect the unexpected. Right. You can't put anything in stone in, in this business. Yeah. And one of the reasons why I love it is because the possibilities are endless. Yeah. Uh, I, I see a plate as a blank, like a blank canvas. Sure. You know, and. Uh, <laughs> Look at this. It, it's it's truly your imagination. If mm -hmm. you set yourself up in a in a box mm -hmm. and you have a ceiling, you're in the wrong business mm. because you have to be able to manipulate food, uh, manipulate schedules, <laughs> manipulate food costs, <laughs> and be consistent. Yeah. And if you're consistent at the same time being good, yeah. Uh, you you got you got it halfway. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. The uh, that local community. We're, we're very fortunate. We're getting a ton of locals come, yeah. even though we're in a tourist town. Mm -hmm. And for me, we eat out a lot. <laughs> and when you show up to your favorite place, mm -hmm. it has to taste the same. Mm. And it's and it's very important because if you don't, if you're not consistent, you will lose that local following. And yeah. in a tourist town, the the locals will get us through the winter. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And we need the locals. Yeah. Here's here's real life. Real life is uh, this gentleman. Uh, overseas 11 kitchens in Denver, Colorado. <laughs> and, and in real wow. life, you were a 
about to not be able to make it to this weekend. Yeah. Because right. um, right. there's issues of people that will walk out or culture. Mm -hmm. And at Vibe Concepts, it is just that. It's a, it's a vibe. It's a flowing with each other, not only internally, because internally mm -hmm. is going to show what's on the outside there. Right. So creating that culture, that ethos, that vibe is very important for you all to be cohesive right. to be able to work. Are you crazy? You could, you had an opportunity to get out of this business and get into something else. Kitchens are difficult. Well, Staffing's difficult. What keeps you going on? Because I'm sure I, there's a sense of servitude and passion that you have. You ha you have to have you have to have a sense of uh, a certain drive. Uh, this business is not for everybody. Uh, I've done a lot of things in my life. I, I was in the military at a young age. I got out after eight years. Then I was a corrections officer. Uh, I didn't like any of those things because it didn't fit my personality. I came up in a really big home with six brothers and six sisters. We learned how to cook very early and I could just always remember the fresh herbs and sage that my mm. mom used during the holidays and I loved it. it we were just talking about childhood smells. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so sage is one of those smells that brings me right back to childhood because my mom always, you know, she always had that, that palate. You know, she was Southern and she, she just knew what to do. And uh, she never measured, <laughs> but it, she kept it, she kept it, it always real. came out right. Yeah. It always came out right. Okay. So I love this business. It, it's, it's, it's the perfect love affair for me, you know, and if this is a lifestyle for me, mm -hmm. yeah. it's, it's, it's not something that I just come to do. Sure. Now it's time for you to mentor to cultivate other people absolutely to, and, and i'm sure you do that very well and, and that's grow something that you do well grow our industry yeah, yeah. right um you know we need it's we need the legacy right we right. need, yeah. we need uh, and two big things i heard you say that are so important to the war on inflation and keeping a business alive is consistency and adaptability right. um and those two things if you're consistently have a great ambiance consistent with your food your portions your seasoning uh, you know presentation everything your consistency with your uh staffing and holding you know tenure and treating people well uh with respect because at the end of the day we're all adults and we're all you know trying to do what's best for or do what's right or what we think is what's right for right. the business yeah. um and adaptability you know that's obviously a huge thing in in restaurants you know like scheduling and right. you know uh you know oh yeah we we weren't able to get that in, right? Manufacturer issues, you know, or that, you know, uh, chicken wings when they were $197 per case, you know, now they're $97 per case, thank God, back again. Um, but, you know, some people had to make tough decisions and that's where that balance is of, do we stay consistent or do we adapt and how do we adapt because, the chicken wing example is, you know, some people took it off their menus. Right. Um, we chose not to because of consistency. We, we didn't want to 86 anything. We didn't want mm -hmm. to take anything off, which drove our sales and generated more customers to come back after COVID yeah. uh, because of our consistency. Right. And yeah. so now we're thriving, you know, because of that. So well, let's talk about the fun stuff, which is the menu <laughs> and the programs that you have. Um, we've, <laughs> I think, we, I think we've, you were going to kick us out because we've been here so often <laughs> over the past well, couple of days. Home run. Definitely on the got the call on uh, <laughs> Friday night when you guys were here. Like, where are you? Yeah. I'm hanging out with the guys. Yeah. Um, food program amazing. Kudos to you. 
cocktail program. We've gotten to know your staff. Yeah, man. Just fantastic. Let's talk about this food here real quick, mm -hmm. you guys, and what people can look forward to when they come to Fidel's, because I really think that it's a well-rounded experience, yeah, and man. I congratulate you for that. Oh, thank you. Absolutely. Where do you begin with this menu, Chef? Well, first of all, apps. There it is. There it is. <laughs> Get this. So apps, uh, I mean, we were blown away by the poblano fries. Uh, oh, it's yeah, just right? something so simple, but executed really well. Um, and I, and you know, I'm sure the consistency is there as well with the execution. Um, just having that crunch, you know, that it's just, again, it's just something so simple. Um, uh, but it's unique, right? A lot of places, uh, in this genre of cuisine, uh, modern, uh, Mexican mm -hmm. is, you know, they're going to have the elote, they're going to have the. Uh, ceviche, they're going to have the chips and salsa, the chips and guac, but I've never seen poblano fries right. done like this. Um, and What's your favorite so thing? I really appreciate it. Mm. The bomb master's taco. <laughs> yes. yes, I haven't had them yet, but I've what? heard a lot of Yes. Everybody keeps talking What's about What's your favorite it? thing on the menu, Jeff? That and the elote. <laughs> the yeah. bomb master's taco and the elote. Sweet. How about you, Chef? <laughs> uh, I take uh, a lot of pride in the pasole. Okay. Yeah. I, I, I roast mm. the bones. Uh, yeah. I, uh, do a nice mirepoix, and I let it sit on the high, a low simmer for 24 hours, really, really low. And the next day, I come and do the next stage for that stock. So that's it's a scratch kitchen. So we, I, I take a lot of pride in that pozole. So the pozole is amazing. I, I, I have to admit, and we honestly thought it was gonna fall off when summer hit. <laughs> it hasn't fallen off at all. Like the crazy the hot thing about soups, yeah. pozole. If it's in the middle really of summer, good, if yeah, it's that are good, cranking on it. We oh had one goodness. table last night of six people. They all got pozole. Yep. <laughs> like it's a hundred, and they were outside. Like it's a hundred degrees outside. And like, and if people know the background of pozole, it's very much a in in Mexican culture. It's very much a celebration. Yeah. Um, soup and I love that that's on the menu all the time because it is a celebration to come yeah. these days with friends and family and have an amazing you know meal and with amazing service so yeah I mean <laughs> that's that's exactly right that was great. look at this uh, cocktail program and all oh my goodness it's just vast <laughs> I tell you what that cucumber spicy cucumber margarita stop I mean, just stop right now that's amazing. That's, that's Jeff's cool. creation. Is is that your creation? Yeah. Oh my god. It's so good. Wow. I, mean, I can't I can't I can you, like just I taste the tequila every uh -huh. day, multiple times a day. Jeff that's is in charge of it. Soaking on the jalapenos and cucumbers. Like, oh no, it's not ready yet. Take a bigger sip. Keeps <laughs> <laughs> me, me level you. on the day, you know? Yeah, I'll tell you what, you can't go you can't go wrong. So um, as I wrap this up, I love to give the opportunity a lot of people from the Front Range and actually all of Colorado um, get to watch The Modern Eater. Mm -hmm. And I love to give you the opportunity that 30 to 60 second elevator speech. Uh, here's where we are. This is what we're doing. Want to come join us and, and, and why? There's yeah. a lot of options out there to go. Yeah. Yeah. We, we want it to be that mid-range place in Mesa County that you can come with a bunch of your friends and just have cocktails. Mm -hmm maybe get some apps or come and spend two hours with us and have an amazing meal. Come as you are, have fun, um, and just sit down and have a, a great experience with us. Yeah, and we have an amazing mezcal and tequila lineup that I don't, you know, I don't think there's a lot of that going in, in our area right now. So, you know, we, we want people to come and learn about mezcal and tequila if they're a little timid about it or don't know about it. We want to be that place where they like, oh, I'm gonna go check it out. I've never had it before. 
So that's kind of the thought behind the cocktail menu. Mm -hmm. Here's what I'd say. Just don't even question it. Come yeah, by. Right. You'll, you love, you'll, right. you'll <laughs> yeah. fall in love just like we have. Yeah. I'd wish you guys good luck, but I'll Thank just say you. continued success because that's where you guys are going. Fantastic. I can't wait to see over the years your growth and, just, and see what's next. Okay. And we'll be right back down the road when the Modern Eater Show continues.